What is up, youth? Welcome to the first ever new Youth Spelt YTH podcast. This is episode one on influencing culture. So excited you're here. So excited for you to hear this content. This podcast is going to be awesome. So buckle up. Let's go. I think a lot of times these days, uh, when we hear the word influence, immediately, I, I don't know about you, but I go to the fact that like people literally, uh, their careers are on YouTube. Like literally, uh, people these days, kids these days, growing up, like, uh, mom, I'm not gonna get a job because you know why? I'm actually going to, um, I'm gonna be a influencer for the rest of my life. I'm just gonna post videos and make money for it. Um, I, I feel like that's what I think about a lot when I hear the word influence. Uh, but I feel like we also hear the word influence a lot in church. Like it's just a kind of a kind of a hot topic, a topic we hear about a lot. Like don't let the world influence you, but influence the world. You know things like that where, you know, it can kind of be this like pressure. And I think a lot of us probably sit in this, this spot where we feel like, I don't, I don't, I don't have any influence, right? You know, you hear pastors say, you hear leaders say like, you have influence, like you're influencing your friends, uh, you know, all these different things. But I think a lot of us probably go home and think like, I I don't have any influence. Like who, who am I influencing in my life? And I want to put this out there. I want to put this phrase out there and I hope you take it, uh, to the bank, uh, because it's true. Every single person has a circle of influence. Every single person has someone that they influence or can influence. Uh, You don't have to have a million followers on Instagram to be an influence. You don't have to be popular to have an influence. You don't have to be known by everybody to have influence. And you can influence culture wherever you are. That's the greatest thing about influencing culture. Uh, Literally, whether it's the culture of your sports team, whether it's the culture of your school, whether it is the culture of your own home, whether it's the culture of your friend group, you have the power right there in any moment to be an influencer of the culture that you are a part of. And I think a lot of times when we think culture, we just think like, Oh, that like that's the world. That's not me. Well, actually, no. You live in a culture every single day. Like you create a you create the culture that you live in. Let me say that again for the people in the back. You create the culture you live in. Now, there are other environments where some of the culture is influenced by other people because we all create the culture that we live in. We all contribute to the culture that we live in. But as followers of Jesus, we have a responsibility to influence culture and and influence it with intentionality like not just be a a sideline uh watcher but a you know on the field participator and uh shout out to sports that was a sports analogy for those of you who like sports and maybe you're watching the nba right now i think the nba is actually hilarious i'm digressing but it's important because i want to laugh at this Uh, the nba is now uh back on during the playoffs um, go Portland Trailblazers, uh, but they are in Disney World, and I think that's hilarious. Literally, the NBA is being held at Disney World. They like built a bunch of courts, and they literally—it's like they call it the bubble. You probably heard of this, but I think it's hilarious. They call it the bubble, and this dude, this dude—he's an NBA player. I forget his name. I think it's like uh, nope, I forget. Anyways, this dude's in the NBA, and he literally gets kicked out for ten days. He has to be quarantined for ten days, and he literally can't play because he was picking up a food delivery, like probably some like Uber Eats or DoorDash or something. He's getting out of the bubble just for that. They found out 
he's quarantined for 10 days. He's out for 10 days from the NBA, from his job. And I think that is hilarious. Um, and uh, the lesson there is um, there is no lesson there. There is no lesson. So uh, take it. Take it with a grain of salt. Anyways, uh, you influence culture and uh, you influence culture and we want to be participators and we want to be in on the influencing and being intentional. And so I want to go through a couple things today on what it means to influence culture. How do we influence culture as Jesus followers? And um, I got like three things that I want to kind of go over. And so we're just going to run through them and I'm going to talk about them as we go. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm passionate about this. Uh, because I think uh, you underestimate, as a follower of Jesus, the power you have to influence the culture you live in. Let me say that one more time. You underestimate, not, not always, but often you underestimate the power you have to influence culture. And I hope by the end of this podcast, you have even just a little bit more of an understanding, a realization that you, yes you, have the power to influence the culture you live in. You have the power to influence the house you live in. You have the power to influence the friends that surround you. You have the power to influence the people that you work with at your job that you don't like, that you don't get along with, the people at school that bug you, the people at school that look different than you. You have the power to influence people for good. For positive, for positive ways, for, for, for beneficial ways that benefit both you and them and everyone who comes into that culture that you live in. So here we go. I think this is a, a big thing because I think a lot of times, this first one, I think it's a big thing because I think a lot of times the culture that we live in, the culture that we're a part of, the culture that has been set by all the people contributing, both you and others around you, is often a culture that we don't want, right? I think a lot of times we're like, oh my God, my friends are so negative, like, or, oh my gosh, like my house, like, it's just like a, like, it's just like a toxic environment. Like my, my, my brothers are this way. My sisters are this way. My parents are this way. And those are things that all choose. So I'm not, I'm not making light or making fun of, um, people who live in cultures that are hard to live in. Um, but I think for the most part, we all can think of a culture, uh, whether it's our home, our sports team, our friends group, um, that isn't the way you know it should be. Or maybe it's just not beneficial. Maybe it's just not benefiting anybody. It's kind of negative. Or maybe it's not even negative, but it's just kind of in that middle ground where like, we just kind of like hang out, but nobody like makes anybody better. Nobody actually grows in a relationship. Nobody's actually being, you know, uh, benefited by the relationship and by the culture that you are all contributing to. And I think I learned this a long time ago because uh, I was in a position where uh, it just felt like nothing was the way I wanted it to be. You ever Have you ever felt like that? You're just like in this position or you're in this season of life or you're in this class or you're in this, you know, whatever it is, sports team or you get put on, you know, a team that you don't want to be on or whatever it is. And, and for some reason, whether it's how the people talk or how the people act or uh, just the jokes that are made or, or whatever it is, you just feel like the culture is just not how it should be. It's not how I, I want it to be. Something I learned while in a season like that is that we have to live like the culture you want is present before it's present. Let me say that one more time. Live like the culture you want is present before it's present. 
Now, let me explain that for a second. Let, let me, let's take the friend group, for example. Your friend group is super negative. There's a ton of sarcastic jokes that honestly probably go a little too far, probably have too much hints of truth. And honestly, like it, people laugh, but they end up leaving hurt. They end up leaving bitter. They end up leaving kind of just like they want to just get back at the other person, whatever it is. It's just a to- toxic relationship, a toxic friend group, or or maybe that's how it is at home, or maybe that's how it is on your sports team, or maybe that's how it is in, in some sphere of your life. Well, I think sometimes we feel like, well, I can't, I can't be, I can't be the person in the new culture until things have changed. I I can't, I can't live out who, who God's called me to be until everything about the culture is right. I I can't, it's almost like we got to make everything about the culture right. Right. And and like, we got to make, like, I can't be a positive person until everybody in the group is a positive person. I, I can't be an encourager in my friend group until, you know, the toxicity of the relationships are, are just like dealt with and done away with. And what I want to encourage you with is if your relationships, your friend group needs some positivity, if your, your family needs some positivity or your, your, your groups need, um, you know, times where like you guys are talking about Jesus and growing together and sharpening one another. Can I tell you, live like that before it's present in anybody else. You be the, you be the initiator. You be the initiator of that influence. Like influence the culture by being what you want it to look like before it actually looks like that. Not everybody's going to change overnight. You're not even going to change overnight. But today you can make the decision to live like the culture you want is present before it's present. And uh, I feel like too many too many moments we miss, overlook, brush off to influence the culture for the better, to be a Jesus follower who doesn't just sit on the sidelines and tolerate certain kinds of culture, but to be an initiator, to be a, uh, uh, a, a thermostat and not just a thermometer. I think so many moments are just brushed off because it's just like, everybody's just always going to be this way. Everybody's just always that way. Like I can't, I can't change them. I can't do anything. And I don't think that's true because I think we can live by example. I think we can start the, we can start the change by living like the culture we want before it's actually there. Living like the culture we want is like present and, and active before it's present being the start of that. And uh, I think as you do that, your culture will begin to change. Your friend groups will begin to change. Your home life will begin to change as you live like you want to be the person that you maybe aren't yet. You live like you want to encourage other people uh, like you are such an encourager, like it, like it's your second nature before you actually are are that kind of person like like being who you want to be before you actually have made the full transformation to be that person if that makes sense like you can start now you don't have to have everything together it doesn't have to be all changed in a, in an instant for you to live like the culture you want is present you can live like the culture you want is present right now before it's present in your friend groups, in your home life, in your sports teams, in any culture, any room, any place, any group of people that you are a part of. Second thing, influencing culture has to be motivated by love. Influencing culture has to be motivated by love. 
This hits home for me. I'll be honest with you. With you. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay? I think I like being looked at as a good leader. I like being looked at as an influencer. I like being looked at as someone people follow, as a trendsetter, whatever you want to call it. And sometimes my desire to influence culture or my desire to change the culture and the environments in which I live in is often motivated by me getting the attention, me getting the glory of transforming the culture or changing the culture or getting the credit. I want the credit. But can I tell you, that kind of motivation will not last when influencing culture because influencing culture that lasts has to be motivated by love. It has to be motivated by love. And what I mean by that is we need to value all people, including those who don't look like you, especially those who don't look like you. Why? Because you can't influence people until you love people. You can't be someone that they trust enough to be influenced by if you don't show them that you love them, that you care for them, that you have that you want to have a relationship with them and not not like okay, I'm going to choose to love them so that I can influence influence them. That's not being motivated by love. No. Motivation has to be the motivation has to be love first, period. It has to be love period. It has to be Love like without an agenda, love without uh, like things coming right after it. Like I'm only loving because that's not actually love. That's not actually being motivated by love. Your love for them isn't on the basis of influencing them, but, but it's on the basis that they're human. They're created in the image of God and, and it can't be for you or, 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 or influencing them like it has to be like no I just love them as humans I believe that they're creating the image of God and because of that I'm just gonna love them but as you love them as you grow a relationship with them you become a person that can influence them but first it's got to be motivated by love you've got to have a sense of love like Jesus when he walked the earth he influenced so many people like we could run through the gospels right now so many people that were influenced, changed, touched, that like literally dropped everything and began to follow Jesus. Why? Because I, I, I honestly think part of it was because they they had such like a feeling, such a like uh, um, um, just this like realization. They're like, dude, this like this guy like actually cares. He actually like cares for me. Like he he's not just this guy just like trying to be like all the other Pharisees and 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 religious people that are just like look at me like talk talk talk. Like those people were trying to influence them, but they didn't get anywhere because they didn't weren't motivated by love. But Jesus was motivated by love and he influenced everywhere he went. We can't influence people unless they know that we love them and we're not there to love them because we want to influence them, but we're there to love them because they're a human who's worthy of love. They're a human worthy of love. So in your circles, in your sports teams, in your home, in your friend groups, man, is is your desire to... Help out a friend or give advice to a friend because you want to be looked at as the advice giver in your friend group, or is it because you actually love your friend and you want to see them succeed? You want to see them grow in their relationship with Jesus. You want to see them just be successful human and a human that is is growing and becoming a better person. Like, is is it motivated by love or is it about you? That's the thing. Like, I think when we think about influence in our culture, 
there's a difference. Uh, like, catch this, catch this. I think I got it. There's a difference between influence in our culture and influencing culture. Because influence in our culture, they make it all about us, right? Influencers in our culture, it's all about them getting a ton of views on YouTube. It's all about them growing their follower base, like like status. Like it's all about them. Influence in our culture is all about me, 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 me. But influencing culture, especially when backed by a follower of Jesus who loves Jesus and wants to give all the glory to Jesus, which is hopefully me that's that's my that's my attempt i try to be like that every single day like if that's the case no longer is it about me 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 like influence in our culture but it becomes about influencing culture because man i love these people so much and i want i want to see them grow i want what's best for them and that's motivated by love and not selfish reasons that's motivated by love Influencing culture has to be motivated by love. The last thing is this. Real simple. Real, real simple. Don't quit. (laughs) Don't quit. That's it. (laughs) Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. You feel like quitting? Don't quit. You thought about quitting? Don't quit. It's been so many times and you've just you're just so done you want to quit? Don't quit. Don't quit. I think the difference between someone motivated by love who influences culture and someone who doesn't most of the time is because we quit. We quit. I think one way we quit is we stop living like the culture we want is present before it's present. Before the culture you want, you, you know, before culture looks the way you want it to in your home, in your friend group, in your sports teams, wherever, it gets really difficult. Man, like it just doesn't look the way that I feel like God told me it was going to look when I started to follow him and, and, and try to influence people for him. Like it's just not looking the way I thought it was. And so we get so overwhelmed, we get so discouraged, we get so like we just failed. Like we're just I'm not influencing anybody. Like I invited them to church and they didn't want to come. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm just so terrible at this. Like I I can't be someone who influences my friends. I can't be somebody who influences my sports teams. Like I don't have what it takes. And so we quit. But I think people who actually influence culture for the better, for Jesus's glory, for for the benefit of those around them, the people who actually influence culture that way, it's because they didn't quit. Why? Because it was based on a belief and not just a trend. That is good. Let's go. Amen. So good. Mm. Influencers don't quit because they believe that it's it's a belief. This isn't something that like, oh, it's just like a trend. Like, I'm just going to do this because it's relevant right now. No, I'm going to like, I actually believe in my friend group being more than just people who hang out together and talk gossip, right? Or I, I, I believe, it's a belief that that black lives matter. Now that has nothing to do with, uh, I'm not trying to get into the organization and the distinction between the two. It's, it's not what this podcast is about, but 
but but I believe that everybody is created in the image of God. That black lives, people of color are created in, in the image of God. That's not just a trend. That's not just a social media post. That's not just something you put on your story because it's relevant right now. Because if that's the case, you'll quit in two months when it's not a trend anymore, when it's not, you know, every post that you're seeing on your, on your feed, which it's, you know, starting to die down. It was really hot in the moment because all of the things happening in our culture. But a lot of people who don't actually believe that, but they're just doing it because it's a trend, aren't actually going to influence culture because it's not a belief. Influencers don't quit because it's a belief. It's a conviction of theirs, a conviction that they've received from God. You can't influence based on somebody else's conviction. It has to be a conviction of yours. You can't influence people based on uh, the conviction of a trend, right? Because I'm convicted in a lot of trends. Like I believe that... um, Beanies are a trend that I never want to die. Um, I believe that big glasses are a trend that I never want to die, right? I, I wear those things, sure. But I believe, I believe is a statement that can't just be based on trends, can't be based on other people's opinions because we can't influence based on that. We can't just regurgitate what somebody else believes. You can't influence based on somebody else's convictions. It can't be just a trend. It can't be just when it's relevant or or convenient or anything like that. It has to be a belief of yours. It has to be a conviction of yours. And when it's a conviction of yours that a culture should look the way that it should look, but it doesn't look like that right now, you won't quit. So if you feel like quitting on influencing your family, influencing your siblings, influencing your friends, can I tell you, get before God so that it can become a belief and a conviction so that when things get tough and it gets hard and you hit a couple walls, you won't quit because it's a conviction and not a conviction of somebody else's, but yours that you received directly from God. Come on. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of the Youth Spelt YTH podcast. We're so excited that you did. So glad that you did. And we're just getting started. This is just the beginning. Episode one on influencing culture. But don't, don't sleep on this because episode two is coming next Friday and you're not going to want to miss it. Peace out. See you next time.